I'm John, and you are listening to The Archive, our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Normally, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adam, Drew, and Nick, for this show. But I'm trapped here in detention this week. Don't ask, it's a long story. So to pass the time, I'm putting together another installment in our mixtape series, where we compile a playlist of songs that fit a particular theme and talk a little bit about why they're important to us. This time, we are selecting some of our favorite songs written specifically for movies, either created as a theme song for a movie or to accompany a certain scene uh, or developed to appear on a soundtrack album or just included as part of the general promotion of the film. The other guys have passed me some notes with their picks, which I'm going to play a couple at a time and then come back with a few words on them. Uh, And Drew is going to start us off with his first pick, the opening song from the Muppet movie, Rainbow Connection. Drew says, This is my second mixtape submission from the Muppet movie, the first being a cover of Moving Right Along by Blink-182 side project Alkaline Trio. This song transcends the Muppet movie in many ways. I think it's a thesis statement for Jim Henson's philosophy overall. He was the ultimate dreamer. We were so lucky that Henson had the facility to share his creations with us. It makes me wonder how many amazing worlds and characters are out there from people who don't have a way to express them. From 1979, here's Kermit the Frog and the Rainbow Connection.
That was the first pick from Nick, Bobby Womack, and Across 110th Street, the theme song from the 1972 film of the same name that's inspired by the physical and perceived dividing line between Central Park and Harlem in Manhattan. But Nick first heard it as the opening song in Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown, where it plays as Pam Greer hustles through LAX on her way to work as a flight attendant. Uh, That's where I first heard it as well, And I think it's kind of interesting that Tarantino picked a song so closely linked with another movie for such a prominent part in Jackie Brown in light of a statement he made in an interview sometime in the mid to late 1990s in which he said that he feels certain songs should be off limits when making a movie if those songs are already culturally associated with another movie. And he specifically cited Dirty Dancing and said he had trouble getting into that movie right from the opening credits because the song that plays over them, Be My Baby, was already cemented in his mind as the opening music from uh, Martin Scorsese's Mean Streets. So I guess his thinking on that had evolved by the time he made Jackie Brown. Uh, but it, either way, it works in both cases. Uh, okay, up next is Adam's first pick, and it's something called Scotty Doesn't Know by the band Lustra from the soundtrack to the film Euro Trip. And I know absolutely nothing about any of those words, so let's just play this thing and get it over with. Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. She tells him she's in church, but she doesn't go. Still, she's on her knees, and Scotty doesn't know. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. So don't tell Scotty. She's out shopping But she's under me and I'm not stopping
Cause you're only a man And a man's got to learn to take it Try to believe Though the going gets rough That you gotta hang tough to make it History repeats itself Try and you succeed Never doubt that you're the one And you can have your dream You're the best around Nothing's gonna You just heard my first pick on this movie songs mixtape. And in case you somehow managed to listen to this show without an already established affinity for the 1984 film, The Karate Kid, that was You're the Best by Joe Esposito, which plays over the adrenaline pumping montage of Daniel LaRusso's journey through the brackets of the 1984 All Valley Karate Tournament. Drew and I did a whole episode on The Karate Kid a few years ago as part of our Retro Spectacular series so I won't say too much about the song here. But I do want to call out one line in the lyrics uh, when Joe sings about history repeating itself, a point of contention for many in the Karate Kid fandom community, uh, given that Daniel is a newcomer to both karate and the All-Valley Tournament. That line is in the song because You're the Best was actually written for inclusion in the training montage in Rocky Three when Carl Weathers and Sylvester Stallone race along Venice Beach in the greatest tank tops of all time. The producers decided to go with Eye of the Tiger by Survivor instead. 
You're the Best almost made it in another movie as the main theme of Flashdance, but the producers of that film opted for Maniac by Michael Cimbello. Fortunately for me and everyone else who couldn't fathom Daniel's dismantling of the Cobra Kai scored by any other song, it eventually found the perfect home in The Karate Kid. Speaking of Michael Cimbello, Drew's next pick is another one of his anthemic movie tunes, which plays prominently as a bunch of junior high kids prepare to battle the forces of darkness and blammo, blow home in limbo in the 1987 film The Monster Squad. Drew says, I think Monster Squad falls squarely into the category of if you didn't watch it as a kid, you probably won't like it, which might be why this montage song doesn't seem nearly lauded enough. It's such a solid track, and while it's playing, a teenager is forging silver bullets in shop class. That's rad. It is rad, Drew, and so is this song. This is Rock Until You Drop. Oh, 
I'm pretty happy with all of my picks on this mixtape, but if there's a song I wish I'd claimed before anyone else did, uh, it might be that one. Nick's second pick, Arthur's theme, the best that you can do from the movie Arthur, which I don't think I've ever seen in its entirety, which may be partially why I've always called that song. If you get caught between the moon and New York city, it was performed by Christopher Cross who co-wrote it with Burt Bacharach and Carol Bayer Sagar. 
and it won the Oscar for the best original song in 1981. If you know your archive hosts, you may recall that Adam likes the band They Might Be Giants a little bit, so it should come as no surprise that he selected one of their songs for inclusion on this mixtape. What might surprise you is that he selected a song written for Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, which is, I think, the second film in the Austin Powers Cinematic Universe, or APCU. I can't recall anything from that movie, but I assume this song, called Evil, has something to do with the character Dr. Evil. Let's see if I'm right.
1987 was kind of the best year for horror movies and hair metal individually. So it kind of makes sense that it was maybe the best year for horror movies with hair metal too. I was especially devoted to the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and Freddy Krueger was really the rock star of the 80s slasher icons. And he even took over MTV for a weekend to coincide with the release of A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, which, in addition to producing such amazing dialogue as I Am the Wizard Master, also begat that incredible song, Dream Warriors, by Dokken. I was actually a bigger fan of Nightmare 4 and its soundtrack when I was growing up, but over the last 20 years or so, I've really come around on Dream Warriors, and especially the music video in which Dokken fights off Freddy with a guitar covered in fake bones. Drew's final pick isn't from an 80s movie, but it is from one of the best movies to attempt to capture the spirit of 80s movies. He says, Wet Hot American Summer gets so many things right when lampooning the summer camp movies of the 80s, but the music is where it really succeeds. While the movie is absurdist, surreal, and irreverent, I feel like the music is intensely earnest. There was no need to lampoon the music because taking it on its face is silly enough. I also highly recommend the main theme of Wet Hot American Summer, Jefferson Starship's Jane. But for his pick, Drew has selected a song from the soundtrack called Higher and Higher.
All right. Never mind what I said about Nick's second pick, because I'm obviously more jealous that he chose Starships. Nothing's going to stop us now from Mannequin as his final selection. 1987, incidentally, was also absolutely the best year for movies where mannequins come to life as Kim Cattrall, to the delight of Andrew McCarthy and me. Uh, We even recorded a retrospectacular episode in which I wax lovingly at length about my obsession with mannequin. All right. Adam's final pick is the main track from 8 Mile, which, much like across 110th Street, references both a literal and figurative boundary. In this case, it's the boundary between the archive and the home of a mascot of sorts named Rabbity, who sometimes finds his way across the property line and into the archive proper. If you listen closely on recent shows, you might even hear one of us exclaiming his name. We're going to wrap up with my final selection, which is from the soundtrack to the 1994 film The Crow. Uh, The comic series on which that adaptation was based occasionally referenced bands like Joy Division and The Cure, and in fact included a whole passage of lyrics from The Cure's song The Hanging Garden in one of the strips. But instead of including that song in the film, uh, The Cure wrote a brand new track called Burn that I think serves as a much better theme song for the movie than the Stone Temple Pilots song that was heavily used to market the movie. Thanks a lot for hanging out with me in detention today. The rest of the guys should be back next episode, but in the meantime... If you enjoyed this mixtape, you might want to check out a Spotify playlist that Nick put together featuring some of these songs and others that were considered for this episode but didn't make the cut. We'll link to it in this episode's show notes. You can also find previous mixtapes back in the episode archives of your favorite podcast app or at thearchive.com. And let us know what songs would make up your movie songs playlist, either by leaving a comment on this episode or reaching out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Links for those are also in the show notes. Oh, there goes Rabbity. Spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clocks run out, time's up, over, plow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes rabbit. He choke, he's so mad, but he won't give up daddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole backs of these ropes. It don't matter, he's dope. He knows that. He's so sad that he knows when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again, yo. This old rhapsody better go capture this moment and hope it don't do it. Lose his mouth in the music, the moment you own it, you better never let it go. You only get one shot.
is boring, but superstardom's close to postmortem. It only grows harder, homie grows hotter. He blows, it's all over. These hoes is all on him. Coast to coast shows, he's known as the globe trotter. Lonely roads, God only knows he's grown farther from home. He's no father. He goes home and barely knows his own daughter. Behold your nose, cause here goes the cold water. These hoes don't want him no more. He's cold prodder. They moved on to the next move.
Sweet time.